0: They might have sent to jail for the apostles, but they weren't there, were they? They'd been released by an angel. Happens to us all, doesn't it? Uh, angels come and speak to us at night. That, that passage there, is a, it's a mind-boggling passage. A little snip into the, the life of the, of the early church and what went on in a, a regular basis. Acts is filled with stories like that. You know, a casual day in the life of the early church, go and preach and tell the good news about Jesus, get arrested, get chucked into prison, heal loads of people, angels come and appear, open doors, speak to me, you know, go back out again. It's just normal living. And we're going to be looking over the next couple of months about this overarching theme of life in the Spirit, living our daily life, under the influence of the Holy Spirit and what that means. You know, living with God, the Holy Spirit, in us and working out of us. And this morning, we're looking at the idea of moving in the power of the Spirit. Why why have we chosen this topic? We've chosen this topic uh, because it forms part of our vision. We spent ages as, as a church praying, discussing you remember all that a year ago and we put together the vision and the fourth part of the vision who can shout out, shout out to me the, the five line heading of the, the fourth part of our vision obviously there's a, a clue with regards to what I'm talking about and there might be a clue on the screen that might help you get there good yeah. so the fourth part of the vision go on yeah seeking the power of God so we said as a church we want to seek the power of God this is what we wrote down in the vision statement and the vision booklet and such like so I want you to just I'm going to read you out just three lines of the vision statement and I want you to shut your eyes and allow this to wash over you and think about how you feel about this part of the vision here it goes through bible based ministry and commitment to prayer, we want to be a church that seeks the supernatural power of God at work among us. We'll be intentional about seeking healing, hearing God, and equipping our members with the understanding and skills to allow them to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. How do you feel? Fantastic, excited, nervous, switched off, Hopefully not. Well, over the next nine weeks, we're going to dig into this subject. We're going to look at what it means to be seeking the power of God, to be living a life in the Spirit. Because living a life in the Spirit is what we are called to do as Christians. You know, and our desire is, and I wrote this line down because I liked it when I thought of it, is that we as church live more of our life in the active presence of, of the Holy Spirit. Not the dormant presence, but the active presence. Being the presence of the Holy Spirit, but that moving us to action. So over the nine weeks, we've got nine different headings that are all about action, about doing stuff. Let me tell you a story. I'm going to make reference to a few different people in books. I want to encourage you to buy books, to read to get excited, to explore. We're going to be doing seminars on Sunday nights on different subjects and workshops so we can look at them all different angles. But reading, good one as well. This is a book by a guy called Robbie Dawkins. Robbie Dawkins is an, an American pastor from uh, East Aurora, in uh, Chicago. It's a down and out area, it's a rough area, it's gang culture. In this church, he says there's bullet holes in the walls and there's blood stains on the front of, of the steps because that's where he lives and that's where he deals with. And he's written a book called Do What Jesus Did. I would encourage you to buy it. It's a good book. He's a great guy. And I'm going, to just, I'm going to paraphrase a story that happened in this book. He sensed that in his part of Chicago that the gangs were going to have another war, another gang fight, lots more killings. And he, and he, he through an intermediary, through a, a Latino businessman that he knew, uh, he, he got in contact with two of the gang leaders and he invited them to the church. And they come to his church and, uh, and, he, and he wants to pray for them. He wants to introduce them to Jesus because he thinks that's the only thing that's going to stop this violence and these killings. And he, and he says to, to the, the Latino businessman, he says, okay, I pray for you. Lord, bless my friend. Lord, bless my friend. This dodgy businessman. And then he, he remembers that the guys had got a bad back. He said, have you still got a bad back? He all oh, my back's in agony. I can't walk on a daily basis. I'm in, I'm, I'm in absolute pain. So, basically... He he, he prays for it, and he says this, God is about to make himself real to you, and completely heal you back, and take away your pain. Interesting phraseology. God is going to make himself real to you, and heal you back, and take away your pain. This guy sees healing as a way of introducing people to Jesus, and explaining and revealing Jesus' love to them. And he prays for them, and he heals them. And then his mate uh, prays for one of of the gang leaders, a guy called Shotgun. You know, good name for a gang leader, you know. And he, and he said, "Have you got pain in your back?" He said, "Yeah, I've got a bullet wound in my back, and it's fermenting, and it's twisted, and and one of my, my discs is is uh, is completely gone, and it's just it's just not there." He said, "Well, can I pray for you?" And he prays for him. And so, sorry, Robbie Dawkins is doing that. He's praying for him. And his mate, I'll, I'm going to honour his mate because because uh, I should do. What's his mate called? Come on, oh, let me find his mate. Oh, Who? Todd White, it is. Todd White, it's a good story. Yeah, Todd White says, is one of your legs shorter than the other leg? He went, well, yeah, it's a war wound. He said, can I pray for it? And uh, he says this, I, I, I want to read this bit out because uh, because this bit's uh, really exciting. if there we go. He says, uh, Todd asked him if he could hold his leg and he said, leg, get out of here. Bones, muscle, skin, grow right now. The leg shot out as we watched diablo's eyes popped open and he stood up to check it everyone was stunned yeah it's straight now shotgun confirmed and his back was also healed i'm going to stop there because the story carries on the the, the other gang leaders also healed and and they say what's going on here and and robbie says "I, i want to tell you about the love of jesus i want to tell you about the love of jesus You know, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit was a way in to talk about the love of Jesus. And we need to be listening and doing the things that Jesus did to reveal the love of Jesus. Galatians 5 and verse 16 tells us to live a life by the Spirit. Now, the sheer fact that it tells us the church, the church, not not non-Christians, tells the church to live a life by the Spirit means it's possible to believe in God without living by the Spirit. But we are commanded to live by the Spirit. Jesus says in John chapter 4, you know, God is a spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. We need to worship God through the Holy Spirit. Live a life directed by the Holy Spirit. Guided by the Holy Spirit. Why? Not so we are great and feel cool. Why? So that we can worship God and so that we can reach others for Jesus Christ. So we can reveal God's kingdom, his methods and his ways and the power of God's kingdom to bring others into God's family. We need to live life by the Holy Spirit. Rob Dawkins in this book says this. I put the quote up on the screen behind me or even inside of me. Living like this, it's what it means to be Jesus' disciples. It is by the Spirit that we can know him today, walking with him and doing the things he did. Now, over the past three weeks, if you haven't been here Simon and Steve have been talking about that about the disciples walking and copying Jesus been sent out in tours to do the things that Jesus did and that's what Robbie Dawkins is talking about that we are called to live lives with the power of the Holy Spirit to be moving under the influence of the Holy Spirit so we can do the things that Jesus did now let me tell you something else I'm going to, in fact let me read you this story again this story that we read in Acts. Our reading today just just dwell in awe at this story the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade no one else dared join them even though they were highly regarded by the people nevertheless more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number and as a result, people brought the sick into the street and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as they passed by. What was going on there? What was so powerful about Peter's shadow? Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. What a story! What a story. An inspiring, exciting, provocative story. Now, I'm going to give you a quote by another guy. A guy called Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson is a, is a phenomenal godly guy. He's a student of the Bible. He's written many, many books. He's a pastor of a church in Redding, California. And he says this. He says this. Well, that's what he says there. We will not get the life... ...that the early church lived... ...if we only rely on a book... ...that they didn't have... ...and ignore the Holy Spirit... ...that they did have. Now please, do not misread that quote. Right? It's easy to do. He is not dissing the Bible. He loves the Bible. I love the Bible. I study the Bible lots. When I preach, I quote from it 10-15 times... ...probably on average every sermon. The Bible is vitally important... But so is the Holy Spirit. And Bill Johnson is saying these apostles, these early Christian Acts, didn't have the Bible, but still lived the Christian life through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying we need to rely on the Holy Spirit, not just the Bible. So he's not saying don't read the Bible, don't study the Bible, don't get into the Bible, don't live through the Bible. He's saying live with the Holy Spirit as well. Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. Have it in abundance. You know, if we want to be people that are living our natural lives supernaturally, we need to be people who live abundant lives. And how we live abundant lives is giving our lives over to the Holy Spirit. And I've got to ask myself that question. How much of my life is an abundant life? How often would I categorise my life as being abundant? And I think sadly for me, too much of my life is not an abundant life. And that's not because it's not an offer. It's because I'm not tuned in to living my life through the power of the Holy Spirit often enough. Here's a question for you to dwell on. Twice this year, I have asked for volunteers, I have asked and encouraged people to get involved in praying for people on Lord Street. Out of a church of over 200, I've had 10 volunteers. So 95% of the church did not volunteer to go out and pray for the people on Lord Street, for our town. So I want you to ask yourself the question, why did I not volunteer? What was it that stopped me? What is it that made me not want to volunteer? And if you're not engaging at all with my question, thinking, how dare he ask that question, then the follow-up question is, why are you not willing to engage with the first question? You know, Why are you shutting down and saying, I'm not going there? Yeah? We believe in the power of God. Imagine if there was 200 of us out on Lord Street praying. Imagine if all the other churches in Southport were living life, abundant lives, moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I know that is a difficult question of you, and you're probably annoyed and irritated by me even asking that question. But it's okay to be annoyed and irritated. It's what you do with that that's really important. <clears throat> you see, the Bible says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not our efforts. It's the power of God working through us. You know, I go to New Wine all the time. And you've heard me mention it many times. And I want to encourage you all, you know, to go to New Wine. Really, really encourage you. It's a mind-blowing experience with 12,000 Christians. And it's a way of opening yourself up to hearing to other things you might not hear before. But a few years ago, uh, at the end of a meeting at New Wine, uh, there was a time at the end, like we do after, you know, in this service people to come forward for, for prayer. And this woman came forward for prayer and I said, what, 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 can, what can I, I, I do? What, what's your situation? She said, my knee's gone. She said, it's really damaged. I've got a walking stick, as you can see. It doesn't, doesn't lock properly. I'm in constant pain. I said, let's pray. So I, I put my hand on her knee and I instantly felt loads of heat. Now, when it comes to prayer for healing, that's a really good sign. It does not always happen, but when that happens, you know things are working well. You know God's there. And I put my hand on her knee and I started praying for her. And as I started praying for her, I felt under my hand, you know, bubble wrap, all the, the bubble wrap. I felt like that was somebody was popping it. I just felt this... I thought, wow. And that doesn't happen to me very often. So I took my hand off and went, did you feel that? She went, yeah. I thought, oh, great. I said, how's your knees? It really feels warm. Like there's electricity in my knee. I said, well, listen, I'm sure that's a good thing. Let's keep on praying. So we kept on praying. I said, how do you feel? I said, have a walk, and she had a walk, and she said, my knee feels fantastic, I, I, I don't understand it, it feels totally healed, and I'm thinking, fantastic, anyway, she went away, I can't tell you her name, don't know where she's from, she went away, and she was blessed by God, and touched by God, however, this year, well, last year at New Wine, I was at New Wine again, and I was praying for another woman, and this woman I was praying for Maybe she heard my accent and said to me, you didn't pray for a woman a couple of years ago about a a knee. I said, "Um, yeah, I did. She's from my church. She never stops talking about this. Her knee's fantastic. No walking stick. She tells everybody about how God stepped in and healed her. Let me tell you, it's great when these things happen. That is living naturally, supernaturally. I've prayed for hundreds of people. A few of them have been healed. I wish it was more than that. I've heard God give me words of knowledge and I've passed them on to people. And sometimes i have been right, sometimes i have been way off. But when God steps in, it's phenomenal. That is living naturally, supernaturally. And it's available for every single one of us all the time. Let me tell you a story about a 11th century monk... Because 11th century monks are always dead exciting, aren't they? We all love stories of 11th century monks. This is from a book called Miracles and Manifestations of the Holy Spirit Throughout Church History. If there's anybody who thinks that we don't worship a supernatural God now, as always, then read this book. It's filled with thousands of stories of how the supernatural God stepped in and touched people's life. It's compiled by Jeff Doves, who must be a really boring guy godly guy but he writes with a whole lot of small print there's no pictures it's just lots of small print and he catalogues all these events throughout history when god stepped in and did phenomenal stuff this is bernard of claveau written by another monk his life story was written by a monk called philip the monk and philip the monk wrote out the life story of bernard of claveau and Bernard was wandering around France going to village to village under the influence and the power of God. And this is what happened. Day by day, the numbers of cures grew and multiplied until it reached, we were told, an average of 30 daily. And once it rose to 36, as the traveller approached this or that town, he would hear church ball, church balls? Church bells? We'll go for church bells. Church bells ringing out a merry peal. And the people singing, Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Those sounds were well understood by those at a distance to mean that Bernard had just performed another miracle. We can give only a short extract from the narrative before us, which embraces hundreds of cases. St Bernard of Claveau was walking around his area. He was turning up at Ormskirk, and the bells would ring, and he'd heal everybody there, and then he'd wander on the next day, and you'd get to Busca, and the bells would ring, and he'd heal everybody there, and then he'd stroll on to Rufford and the bells would ring and the sick would come and he'd heal everybody there. And then he'd walk on down to Talton and he'd do the same there. You do realize that he was he wasn't actually in France. Yeah, you get the idea there, don't you, yeah? But this is what he says at the end. He's reflecting on this. He's a little bit gobsmacked about what's happening. It's out of his comfort zone. And he reflects on it himself and he says this. I ask myself with the deepest astonishment what these miracles mean. And why has it pleased God to do such great things by the hands of a man like me? It seems to me that I have read of nothing more wonderful even in the scriptures. Signs and wonders have been wrought sometimes by holy and perfect men and sometimes by deceivers. And he comes to this conclusion. He says this. I know, he said, that miracles are performed. I don't know why I felt the need to state that, it's blindingly obvious, but he does anyway. I know that miracles are performed, not on account of the saintliness of one's person, but for the salvation of many persons. What an interesting summary. He's saying, I'm nothing, I'm not special, but I'm doing these things that I don't even read in the Bible. Why is that happening? It's not for my benefit. It's to bring people to Jesus Christ, it's to bring and reveal. Jesus Christ. That is why we need to move on. We need to be people led and moved by the Holy Spirit, not for our gain, not for our glory. It's God's power working through us so that we can reveal Jesus Christ. There's a book by Mark typical called Prophetic Evangelism where he goes out and he encourages people just to go out and just listen. For God to reveal prophecies. To complete strangers. Non-Christians. And then talk to them and say. I think God's telling me this about your life. When he does it, it always seems to work. When I do it. I get some success. But nobody hears much. But he's just hearing from God. Hearing from God. The power of the Holy Spirit flowing through him. In order to talk to people about Jesus. Just imagine. What could happen in Christchurch. If we were a bunch of people. Living life by the Spirit. Moving in the Spirit. I want to imagine Acts chapter 5 in Southport. So I'm going to paraphrase it for you. So I'm going to go back to our reading. I'm going to just rewrite it a little bit and position it in Southport, not in Jerusalem. And if we do that, Sonia, if we do that, this is what it looks like. The Christians performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. All the believers used to meet together in Christ church. No one else dared join them casually, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought their sick to Lord Street and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Steve's shadow might fall on some of them crowds gathered from the towns around Southport the ones that Bernard Claveau had been visiting bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirit and the Christ church community healed them all Amen. you know that's not impossible our template is an axe we worship the same God we have the power of the same Holy Spirit We want to draw people to the same risen saviour. The question is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So over the next two months, we're going to dig into this subject. And I want to encourage you to make a decision to be positive, to be optimistic, to be open-minded. In fact, I want to encourage you to do more than that. I want to encourage you to get some books. Here's a question for you you look at your bookshelf of christian books how many books have you got on the subject of living life in the spirit being guided by the holy spirit how many books have you got how much of your bookshelf is about you moving through the power of the holy spirit let me read you a book well not a book that'd be a, that'd be a bit excessive let me read you a, a, a section from a book by bill johnson i've got about 15 books by bill johnson Uh, The Supernatural Power of the Transformed Mind. Fantastic book to buy. This is what he says in the back of it. You can live a supernatural life. In fact, moving in the spiritual realms should be as routine as prayer, worship, and reading scripture. It is part of what Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Healing, deliverance, and signs and wonders are an inheritance for all followers of Jesus Christ. The supernatural power of the transformed mind teaches you how to remove the blinders the blinders? blinders. It says blinders, but I'm sure it should be blinkers. <laughs> uh, I think it must be an Americanism. We'll go for blinkers. The, the blinkers of religious limitation to see your own life changed, the lost redeemed, and communities transformed. I want Southport transformed. I want the lost redeemed. I want to live a life that's supernatural through the power of Jesus Christ. Bill Johnson. Really, has written oodles of phenomenal books. Another one that I'd recommend for Bill Johnson's is this one here, which is Release the Power of Jesus. To understand how to live a life like Jesus lived his life. It's another fantastic book. But go online, and, and I want to encourage you to buy a couple of books and read them. Not just buy them, James. Yeah, You've got to buy them and read them. Yeah? Because in doing that, you're opening up your mind to the influence of God in that area. To explore it. Spend time in prayer asking God through the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, to reveal Himself more to you. To you to give yourself more over to Him. You know, I believe that now is the time for us as a church to step up. You know, we are slowly becoming more and more an unchristian society. And we have a responsibility to bring God's kingdom to Southport. To reveal God's kingdom in Southport. And it's not our strength that's going to do that. It's not our ability that's going to do that. It's not our knowledge that's going to do that. It is us opening our lives up to be moving with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to ask the band to come back up. And I want to you know, challenge you this morning. You know, as we go into the second half of worship. The, the prayer team are going to be over here we have the prayer team over here all the time and as normal they are making their way now across here you know, to be available for prayer I want to encourage you this morning to to receive prayer be it prayer for healing, be it prayer to release more of the Holy Spirit in you be it for a change of attitude and expanding of attitude, I want to encourage you this morning to draw a line in the sand and step over and say no more am I going to live this way, I'm going to live a new way and over the next two months, we're going to dig into this in all different areas. But it starts today. It starts with our attitudes today to say, God, I want this. And a good way of doing that is just by opening yourself up to God and asking for prayer in this area. So the, the, the team are there, and I'm going to join them in about a minute as well. And feel free during the second batch of worship to, to just to come to God in prayer. Let's just pray together. Lord, I, I thank you this morning for the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that no longer do we have to live our lives without you in us, but we can live our lives with you with us all the time. Lord, I pray that that I may, as an act of daily devotional worship, open myself up to the influence of your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, that each of us in this church community will do the same, that we will have our, our wills and our minds and our spirits opened up to the guidance and influence of you. Lord, I thank you for that gift. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming being our counsellor, being our support and just being there with us in every situation. Lord, we offer our hearts and our minds back to you this morning.